Sauna Talks. Welcome to the Sauna Grow podcast. I am Bolek Drapella. I'm an entrepreneur, a manager, and an investor. In my professional life, I help companies grow wisely, develop internationally, benefit from technologies, and all along, keep their human face in business. Let's sit in our sauna, talk about business, and not only. Managing people out. Hi. We all know that people are the key factor in every organization, especially the technology-based ones, such as internet-based services, where it's the people who create technologies, where it's uh, the contact with customer, where there's a customer service, where technical side of a product development is less important, but the face-to-face relationship with the customer or a man-developed technology is crucial to the whole enterprise. People not only constitute the theoretical, but also the practical value of the company. The technological companies and the internet-based ones are the ones that do not own real estates, factories, assets, or raw materials and such. Actually, their main assets is the people. So in this type of companies, and very much so, in the ones where the technological physical resources do matter, it's the human resources that define the company. And uh, it's the people who decide whether the business generated around the organization translates into value, both uh, for its customers, for the individuals involved in the company, uh, such as employees, owners, or investors. Obvious as it sounds, not everyone may realize that maintaining the satisfaction levels in the company crew is uh, key to a range of aspects of its functioning. This does not only concern company social events or such perks as salary, bonuses, uh, medcare, sports, club vouchers, free lunches and delicious coffee. It's about the employee's self-development as well as their getting on harmoniously as a team. As I have said many times before, we spend way too long time at work not to enjoy it. A lot can be said about the the essence of good employment policies, conscious team building. However, it happens once in a while that someone, for various reasons, does not fit the team. This is uh, what I'd like to focus on today. The management of people who have to leave the team. The employee attrition. Why this topic? It has emerged a few times during SoundAgro business mentoring sessions and I've also witnessed employee loss in the places I've worked at, in our help, Morizon or Gratka, where the negative events and reactions mostly link both with soft and hard competencies were usually diagnosed way too late. Therefore, the termination decision came as a surprise to everyone involved, with the employee and the dismissed person in the first place. In retrospect, I know uh, that this practice is wrong. Yet, it is so frequently observed that uh, it is somehow regarded as quite natural. Nearly two years ago, I had a chance to attend a workshop organized for the management board of AirHelp. We met in New York and the workshop topic was leadership and management. Among other people there, we met Jason Gore, who coined the phrase managing people out. And he also recorded a great podcast on this subject, a very practical one, called Managing People Out. Today, looking back on several processes of parting with staff members, I have carried on along the lines of Jason's Managing People Out procedure. I know this is a good practice. Therefore, understanding how it works and spreading it, it's really worthwhile. 
hence the podcast today. In a number of uh, fast-growing companies, there is a strong pressure on growth. And it's every aspect to be the best tap on its resources. As I have mentioned, in the internet-based uh, technological or commerce-driven organizations, it's the people, the team, who make their largest cost as well as the largest resource. It is them who generate the product. There are no factories, there are no raw materials, uh, but there are people who both constitute the largest asset and the largest expense. Therefore, a lot of energy is invested in hiring the right staff and keeping them committed. Despite a range of benefits and incentives uh, used there, it might turn out that uh, a company grows so rapidly that a person that was good enough in January isn't good enough in December. And it's not because the hiring decision was wrong or that the person's performance got worse. It means the organizations uh, where the speed of the growth uh, process exceeds the employee's natural capacity of self-development. For instance, an HR manager in a firm uh, with a crew of 50 may uh, have the same title as their counterpart in a 300-people organization, but the expectations may be altogether different in order to meet uh, a different set of company needs. As a result, there might emerge a complete change of the requirements that they face and as people and both as uh, job performers. While their skills development can't keep up with the, with the speed of the growth of the company. Situations uh, may occur that uh, the people whose performance does not match the expectations hinder to whole company and demotivate the team. So while it is often wisely and rightly said that the employee mustn't be laid off too hastily, we should be aware such caution might uh, predictably lead to delayed firing decisions. In other words, although there might have been a good reason to dismiss the person earlier, we naturally defer the termination. It is out of our natural willingness to hurt them. No good heart feels happier about sacking people. Still, putting out the dismissal decision, thinking it's empathic and it's for someone's benefit, we're not doing anything good to the person, the team and the whole organization. It is a misconception of what's good to everybody involved in the situation. If the group performance is hampered by one person, everyone else is affected and becomes a victim of malfunction in the team and operation of the whole uh, company. Therefore, on one hand, I strongly oppose traditional corporate practice and periodical dismissal of 10 worst performing percent of the staff. This is absolutely wrong. It may lead to rat race and I wouldn't recommend it. On the other hand, a cyclic consideration is advisable of how our employees cope meeting their needs currently faced by their positions. Perhaps more importantly than monitoring the tasks initially described in their scope of duties. This particularly concerns uh, the fast-growing entities. For example, AirHelp has grown over three years from 50 to 700 employees. It is a rapid growth and a lot of jobs uh, such as uh, HR or PR manager looked different at the beginning and now. In the light of what I have learned in these situations, I can say that too many times I have had the displeasure of dismissing people too late. Saying this, I don't mean I had failed to prepare them for being fired. I mean both the ability to work 
together with them to either help them catch up with uh, the new reality or mutually understand that their current position is not their best career option. I have made lots of mistakes, leaving people without sufficient feedback or failing to present the recovery plan. In lots of managers, the recovery plan hardly ever occurs or it's ever implemented. It mostly comes much too late as a cover-up for firing decision already made deep inside our minds. Jason Zgor plan of how to manage people out, which is the topic of today, offers something much deeper and more effective than you could possibly have encountered before. For the first thing, I see this process of managing people's dismissal more humane and simply healthier for the dismissed person, the manager's mind and for the team affected. I'm going to present you five steps of this process. First, you must give feedback. It cannot be only looked as a part of dismissal process. Feedback must be offered on a regular basis, preferably more often than once a month. To keep the person informed, if we are satisfied with the direction that they are developing. This helps avoid surprising employees with a sudden criticism with no earlier notification. Such feedback must be given regularly because people are capable of change and must get a change to improve before being considered inapt. During these feedback talks, the FUEL method, which I have presented in the previous episode, proves very useful. Also, in the course of feedback conversation, it is wise to anticipate the listener's good intentions. It is never easy to convey negative feedback, but assuming the listener's positive intent, there is a chance that the message will be accepted. There is a chance that the processing of positive and negative feedback information will be easier and therefore more fruitful. The second measure, if regular feedback does not work, it's to name the elephant in the room. Without circumnavigating and euphemisms, we must firmly state what the company expects regarding to the listener's job. If our expectations have evolved, uh, the company has expanded and the situation was uh, different in January and now, half year through, we are facing different challenges. This has to be clearly communicated. All along, we should bear in mind that it must be a two-way communication. We should not only instruct our employee how things must work. It is equally important to listen from their perspective, because if we fail to do so, defective communication will affect our employee's performance and the following crisis might be actually manager's fault. The double-sided feedback approach can be used to come up with ideas how to improve things. Here again, we may refer to the FUEL method, which tells us about exploring and considering options. It's not about imposing solutions, but about jointly finding out how to tackle new problems. Forcing ready solutions uh, could be counterproductive, so we must think together how to meet these new expectations. Maybe verbalized for the first time, or rather what to do in order to give the person a real chance to face up to the new challenges. For the third thing, it is useful to write down these commitments. What must happen? Who is to do it and until when? So to achieve performance uh, benchmarks in a given area. Such commitments have to be recorded, written down, and their uh, fulfillment regularly monitored. It is not just glancing at them uh, once in a while, but especially since we have launched the Managing People Out procedure, plain message has to be given uh, to what 
and when must be delivered. This process may take a few weeks, uh, should not last for months. It is indispensable because the alternative is wasted time. If not realistically organized, our recovery plan may turn to be an expensive illusion. It often happens that working out a clear list of tasks, job expectations and commitments is sufficient to repair the situation. The employee may catch up with understanding of, of the difference between the initial and the updated scope of duties. Still, at other times, the measures we have taken might not work. Then we have to meet again and talk. As before, it cannot be an announcement. The communication has to go both directions. The aim for both sides is to make sure that they have tried, that they have tried to arrive at the common understanding of the role in the organization. The certain tasks uh, have been set and haven't been completed, and it is probably a suitable time to think uh, of a different way out. This is one of the hardest moments. It is advisable to pause here, no matter how awkward the silence may feel, and just give the floor to the employee. Let them come up with an answer. I don't mean the obvious I'm leaving response here, because the person may just as well ask to be moved to another position. They must realize they don't want to continue the career path of a manager, for example, but wants to stay in the organization in a different role. They may have an idea of how to keep uh, their competencies useful to the company. Let the person have their say, because their solution may prove beneficial both for them and the organization. This is about time. We must decide which way is optimal for the organization and the person. Eventually, and this is our fifth step, it may turn out that the person does not want to be laid off and leaves off their own accord, feeling the job agreed on whether, when joining the company is no longer the same and finding the new duties incompatible. Hardly anyone with a sane mind can bear long-term criticism and learning he or she has failed the step uh, to step up to the mark. Being unable to catch up uh, and meet the expectations, they either stay having found a different place or simply leave. Such a voluntary termination will benefit the lever, the team and the organization. As a final remark, I must say I wouldn't recommend to use managing people out procedure to carry on reductions when the company is forced to cut expenses. As a process that takes some time, it can be used in emergency situations. To yield sensible results, the process must take a few weeks, maybe a couple of months or so, so that the employee is given a fair chance to catch up and fulfill the pending expectations. My second observation here is that we must have faith that there is a chance our employee will catch up on work and face new challenges. Otherwise, if we do not hope so, it is just a waste of hours and employees' time, deluding ourselves into thinking we have a recovery plan. If we do not harbor the hope that such chance exists, it is easier and better for everyone to let the person go. It doesn't feel nice. But if we do not believe we can help that person find themselves in a situation, why waste the time? I hope I have helped you organize your thoughts on supporting employees in their leaving process or redefining their role in the organization. 
I highly recommend Jason's Gore podcast. You can find the link to it on sonogrow.com. I hope that having heard both Jason's and my presentation, you will feel and you will find it easier to apply these strategies more consciously and less intuitively. Be good to your team. Help everybody in your team grow, inside and outside your organization, with and without it. It is your duty as a manager to be a good leader. Have a nice day. Thank you. If you like this podcast and feel it's worthwhile to talk more about it, record a question or comment on saunagrow.com slash podcast or simply do make an individual mentoring appointment in our sauna. See you later.